Taking charge of your future starts with taking the first steps. And saving up to $30 a month on Cox Internet with the Affordable Connectivity Program makes those steps easy to take. Whether they bring you to click upload on your first short film or join now for an online book club. Applying is easy. See if you qualify at cox.com slash ACP. Non-transferable one per household application and eligibility decisions are made by the FCC. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10, that's V-I-A-T-O-R-10, for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, the people's bishop and pastor of Harvest Church. We exist to lead people to totally love God, love people, and love life as one church in global locations. Find out more on our website at www.harvestchurch.church or get our app by texting the word HARVEST to the number 877-552-4746. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Now here's today's life-giving message. Let's make our confession of faith together. Let's say it. For God's glory, this is my best year yet. To the word I'm about to hear, I believe, I obey, I manifest, and that settles it in Jesus' name. God, we tell you, sir, we are open and we are ready. Come on, Wednesday, tell them, say, speak, Lord. I got to hear from you. I need direction. I need instruction. I need correction. I need comfort. Make it make sense for me. In Jesus' name. Come on, can I get you to worship God for five seconds right there, Wednesday? Come on. Come on, Wednesday. I said worship God for five, four, three, two. Say, it's my winning season. So we started this series this month called How to Win No Matter What You're In. And it comes from 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. It says, now thanks be to God. Any thankful people in the building? Matter of fact, I'll know how thankful you are in just a second. Uh, for some of us, we know that if it had not been for the Lord that was on our side, we wouldn't be here today. And if we were here, we wouldn't be in our right mind today. I need to check this building and check online to make sure there's some thankful people that recognize it wasn't your education, it wasn't your background, it wasn't where you went to school, it wasn't your mama and them, it wasn't your dad and them, it was nobody but God. All the thankful people, would you please release a shout right there? Kept cancer from killing you. 
kept the virus from killing you, kept the car accident from killing you, kept you from taking your own life, kept you from wanting to throw in the towel, kept you from dying of a disease, kept you. Somebody say, he's been good to me. Now listen, only thankful people, only thankful people get the benefit of this verse. So you do not get triumph if you lack thankfulness. And there's a lot of people in America and the world today that are not thankful. What's the opposite of thankfulness? Entitled. Mm. Entitled means you owe me something. Thankful people say you didn't have to do it, but you did it anyhow. See, I don't know about you. I still get excited when I think about what he had to go through on the cross. I still get excited when I think about how when they beat him, he had me on his mind. I still get excited about how when they put a crown of thorns on his head and it pierced his brow, he had me on his mind. I still get excited about when they nailed his hands and nailed his feet to the cross, he had me on his mind. I still get excited that when he could have got off the cross and said, I'm not doing this, he had me on his mind. I am still excited about what he did. This verse only applies to thankful people. It says, now thanks be to God. Somebody say, I'm thankful. Who always leads us to triumph in Christ. This verse only applies to the thankful, which means triumph is a reward for thankful people. This is why you can never let yourself feel entitled. How do I know I'm entitled, Bishop? Because you get an attitude when God don't do what you want him to do, when you wanted him to do it, how he wanted you to do it. See, if he's God, that means what he does is going to be smarter than what you thought. Since he's God, that means how he makes it happen is going to be better than you could ever imagine. That's why he's in Ephesians 3.20, God. He does exceedingly, abundantly, above all that you could ask or think. You do not want to be entitled because when you're entitled, watch me, you bend an end to your wins. But when you're thankful, watch me, it's win after win after win after win after win. In fact, there's only two options for me. It's win or win. There is no lose because I'm thankful, which means even if I had a bad day, I'll thank God I made it through the day. Even if I had a bad week, I'll thank God I made it through the week. Even if I wanted to tell everybody to go straight, y'all ain't gonna say nothing. I'm grateful that he's held my tongue. Open your mouth Wednesday and shout, I'm thankful. Now, thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ. And Sunday, we declare it's your winning season. It is your winning season for three reasons. Number one, you're gonna decide this. Say, I decide this. Job 22, 28, pay attention to the numbers. Job 22 and 28. Anytime you see two in the scripture, that means you're about to witness something. Anytime you see eight in the scripture, that means you're about to see a new beginning. So watch the verse. It's 22, 28, which means you're about to witness a new beginning. Let me tell you how you can have a reset in your life. Decide to. Let me tell you how your drama can be over. Decide it's over. Let me tell you how your miserable relationship can get better. Decide it's going to be better. Let me decide, uh, tell you how you can make your life get better in an instant. Stop waiting on something to change and you decide it's going to change. Why? Because I said so. Where are the people in this building and online that can say, I'm going to use the power of what God told me. I ain't got to wait on you to tell me. I said so myself. Open up your mouth, Wednesday, and shout, I decide. Watch what he says. You will decide on the matter. Bishop, how am I getting out of debt? Because you decided to. 
Bishop, I my relationship's gonna get better because I decided I'm not settling for no trifling, stanker like, don't nobody want a relationship. Y'all not gonna say nothing to me. How's your family gonna get better? Because I decided everybody in this house is gonna do better. You better have a Joshua attitude. That's for me and my, which means this is my decision. So the moment you step up in here, you gotta abide by my decision. You will decide on the matter. Say your name. Bishop, how's, how's the rest of this year going to be the best of this year for me? But you're going to decide that. Bishop, how am I going to get a better job? You're going to decide that. <laughs> you will decide on a matter, look up what the Bible says, and it will be established for you. Which means there's certain things that you don't know how you're going to do because the truth is you haven't decided to do it. And you can play your neighbor, but you can't play God. There are things that God says you really haven't decided to do well. That's why you're not doing well. You really haven't decided that you ain't going to be lazy. That's why you still, okay, y'all like your talk. You really haven't decided you're going to be the curse breaker. That's why you're still dibbling and dabbling with the curses you were supposed to break. But I hope you sit next to somebody that can say, I got to decide in me tonight. Make this declaration. We're going to borrow it from a former president and say, I'm the decider. I no, I'm not waiting on anything. I'm not waiting on something to happen. I'm not waiting on my boss to say something. I'm not waiting on my mama and them to say nothing. I'm not waiting on my daddy to say nothing. I'm not waiting on my cousin to say nothing. I'm not waiting on the government to say nothing. I'm not waiting on the president to say nothing. I'm not waiting on anybody to say anything. I'll make the decision myself. I decide. Then light will shine on your ways. What does this mean? You'll see clearly what you've decided. It doesn't seem clear because you haven't decided yet. It doesn't seem clear because you haven't decided yet. This is going to be your winning season because you decide. And for some of you, you got to hear me. There are some decisions you have to make, listen to me, before the spiritual year changes. <laughs> you got to decide. Watch me. I'm not taking crazy folk with me into this new spiritual year. You got to decide, watch me, watch me, before you deal with people, deal with you. You need to decide what parts of you are not coming into the new spiritual year. Some of y'all got to decide your little attitude you be getting ain't coming into the new year. You got to decide your doubt is not coming into the new year. You got to decide your fear is not coming into the new year. And then you say, Bishop, I don't know. I've always been this way. You've always been that way because you never decided to be a different way. But the moment you make a decision, I am not going to be that. I'm not going to be that. I'm not going to be that. The Bible says you'll see it clearly. I can see clearly now. The rain is gone because the decision was made. Number two, it's going to be your winning season because you're going to declare it. <laughs> Say, I decided. Say, I declare it. Mark eleven twenty three. For assuredly, this is Jesus talking. Assuredly means take this to the bank. And what does that phrase mean? It means this is a solid deal. This is a solid deal. Um, I don't have to question this. This doesn't require any questioning. This is most assuredly I say unto you, whoever. Now, now notice. He didn't say that you have to be super spiritual, super deep. He didn't say you have to be saved for 10 years. He didn't say you had to be black, white, tall, short, medium. He didn't say your hair had to be yours or that you could have purchased it at the local hair supply store. He didn't necessarily have to be bald, head, light skin, with glasses that you wear that are not real prescription glasses. They are just for the effect. He did not say, he did not say any of that. He did not say that you have to wear shorts in church. He did not say, he didn't say any of that. He said, whoever. Look at the person next to you. Say, you're a whoever. 
All right, watch me. Online, just type that to somebody. You're whoever. Whoever says to this mountain, what is this mountain? It's a metaphor for a difficult challenge. Anybody have some things in your life that the truth is, when you look at it, it's difficult. It's a difficult challenge. Don't front. Don't keep it 100. It's, it's difficult. Look at me. It's not complicated. It's just hard. I know exactly what needs to happen. I just don't know how to make it happen. It's not complicated. It's just difficult. Whoever says to this difficult challenge, here it is, be removed and cast into the sea. Be removed means get out of my way. Stop. Do you let it make you move or do you tell it to move? Too many of us are moving around mountains that we're supposed to tell if you don't move. Oh, my God. I need you to make sure you sit next to somebody that has some authority when they speak. Can you just touch them on the shoulder and say, tell the mountain to move? Mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. Wrong one. I need you to touch somebody that when you touch their shoulder, it feels electric. Touch somebody else. Say, tell the mountain to move. I ain't moving. You move. I ain't going nowhere. You, come on, say mountain, you got to move. He says, be removed and cast into the what? Into the sea. Sea in Greek doesn't literally mean what we think it means. See, most of us, we see this imagery and we say, and we think Jesus was saying, tell a literal mountain to go move into the literal sea. The whole thing is a metaphor. He used the mountain as a metaphor to teach a principle. So he says, be cast into the sea. There was a literal sea that was there, but it was a metaphor. Let's pay attention. He says, tell this mountain, this difficult problem, watch me, that's been this way for a while. Why does he say a mountain? Because a mountain had to develop over years. Let's talk. A mountain didn't just get that way. A mountain has been that way. And for some of y'all, you can't even see your way out of what you're in because it's been that way for a long time. But watch me. You sit next to the right one tonight. You're in the right building tonight. You're in the right stream tonight. Because I don't care how long it's been that way. Hear me. It's about to change. I need you to release a praise right there. If you Somebody say, and it's about to change. I don't care if it's been that way for 10 years, for 15 years, if you've always thought that way since you were a little boy or since you were a little girl. Jesus said, tell this difficult problem that's been here for a while to go into the sea. Now, now pay attention. See there, there was literally a sea. And the name of the sea was the Sea of Tiberias. Say Tiberias. Now, here's what that means in Greek, the language of our New Testament. It literally means this. It means be cast out of my way. Here's what it means. These next two are going to mess with you. You ready? Be cast into my good vision. All right. Now, 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 he was like, now what does that mean? Why would I want this difficult problem to become part of my vision? Then watch this last one. It's going to mess with you. Be cast into my navel or my stomach. Why? Why would I want this difficult problem to be cast into my navel or my stomach. Okay, let's see if y'all been a good church. Well, Numbers 14 and 9 says, do not fear the people of the land, for they are our, which means I'm telling this problem, you became my motivation. I'm telling this issue, you just became my inspiration. I'm telling everything that the devil throws at me. Watch me. I'm going to throw it right back at you. Everything the enemy tosses my way, I'm going to toss right back at him. Would you open up your mouth, say, let's eat. Say it again, say, let's eat. 
Look at me. You keep letting the mountain starve you. So you walking around depressed and sad and I'm just so sad and I'm just so, I need you to stop that. You say, I just don't know why my life happened. I don't know, woe is me. Ain't no woe is you. You are malnourished and you're malnourished because the mountain that's supposed to feed you is standing in your way. You better tell that mountain I'm ready to eat. Let me get my knife. Let me get my fork because I'm ready to eat. In other words, you should have left me alone, devil. Since you started something with me, I'm about to feed up. Can I tell some of y'all this? For some of y'all, the only way you're going to eat is if you eat off of what the enemy has thrown at you. I need every person in this building where in the last 21 days you've had something thrown at you online. The last 21 days you've had a mountain you've had to deal with. I want you to take five seconds and I want you to shout, watch me, that that's about to become your nourishment. Go. Five. Four. Three. Two. I'm ready to eat. <laughs> I'm ready to eat. I'm ready to eat. I'm ready to eat. This from somebody say, let's eat. Which means you take the hate they give you, you feed off of that. You take the drama they start, you feed off of that. You take the lies they tell, you feed off of that. You take the mess they start, you feed off of that. You take depression, you feed off of that. You take anxiety, you feed off of that. You take lack of money, feed off of that. It becomes what fuels you. Tyler Perry, who was once a homeless individual who couldn't get anybody to show up for his plays, who is now a billionaire, who owns an entire former military base that used to be owned by the Confederate Army that he bought to say it was once served by slaves and now the son of former enslaved people. You know what Tyler said? They said, Tyler, how you doing so good? They said, first of all, you need to know Tyler's a man of God. Number two, you need to know Tyler sows faithfully to his pastor. Because on the other side of his studio, he bought his pastor's church. And every month, he paid the note on his pastor's church. Y'all ain't going to say nothing. There's a reason why. He, okay, some of y'all don't understand. See, he gives seed to the... So, Maybe God could give you billions if you sow millions. Maybe he'd give you millions if you can sow hundreds of thousands. Maybe he'd give you hundreds of thousands until you can. You know what they said? They said, Tyler, how do you keep, you keep, you keep, you keep doing well? Like you didn't run this Medea thing and people still going to see Medea. And people can talk about him. Look, they got the cup. Ain't no one to come. Tyler like, but I got the check. And my people are my people, so they like my product, regardless of the imperfections that you want to find to try to disqualify and try to devalue what it is that I produce. You know what Tyler said? Tyler says, every day I wake up thinking it could all go. In other words, he said this. He says, I'm hungry every day. I'm hungry every day. For some of you, look at me, you've lost your hunger. And you walking around here looking anorexic. <laughs> Why? Because you are not feeding off of what you're supposed to feed off of. You let the negativity make you want to lay down and take a nap when instead you need to get that laptop up and say You ready? Alright, no, no, me. look at me. He says, nor fear the people of the land for they are our bread. Their protection has departed from them and the Lord is with us. Okay, so let's connect the two verses. Let's connect the two verses. Mark 11 and 23, he says, Whoever says to this mountain, be thou removed and cast into the sea, 
Watch me. He will have exactly what he came out of his mouth. Watch me. If he does not doubt those things but believes in his heart. What is your heart? Your mind. Watch me. The reason it's bad to lie is because you won't believe you. I'm going to back it up and say it again. I need you not to lie. Why? Not just because the Bible tells us not to, but when you lie, watch me, you're going to doubt what you say. It's quiet in this building. I need you to, when you say a thing, it's going to be exactly what you said. If you tell them you're going to be there at 815, you're there at 805. Why? Because you're on harvest time. Let's go, somebody. I need your word to be so solid that when you tell yourself, I'm stepping in the jubilee, all of you believes what you say. When you tell yourself, I'm not dealing with these issues I've dealt with for the last time. I'm not doing this no more. You believe what you say. Lay your hands on yourself. Say, I will not doubt. I Pay attention to what he says, but doesn't doubt what he says. It doesn't have anything to do, watch me, even with God. And does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says. Nowhere in here does he inject God. Some of y'all are sitting back waiting on God to do something you never said. He will have whatever he says. Speak this over your life. I'm entering my winning season. Come on, Facebook. Come on, YouTube. Come on, every platform. Come on, an app. Come on, a website. Come on, Grape Street. Say, I'm entering my winning season. Come on, I need you to say that thing with authority. Say that thing until something in you rises up and doesn't let you sit in your seat. Say, I'm entering my winning season. 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 It ain't real for you because you're still sitting there looking at me. Say, I'm entering my winning season. I'm, I'm entering my winning season. See, I ain't going to doubt. I believe what I say. I'm entering my winning season. 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 Number one. Number one. You ready? You be seated. Let's go. Number one, you're entering your winning season because you decided it. Number two, you're going to enter your winning season because here it is, you have declared it. Number three, you're entering your winning season because it's divine. What does divine mean? Of God. Here it is. Um, God and the Bible are based on the Hebrew calendar. And there are four spring feasts, three fall feasts. And what are the feasts? They mean appointed times God meets with us. When we praise, when we pray, when we worship, we set a meeting with God. But during the feast, God says, I'm setting a meeting with you. All right? Now, if God's setting a meeting, that means he also sets the agenda. Hmm. I said, if God's setting a meeting, that means he's also setting the agenda. If you grew up in church, you heard phrases like this, we're under an open heaven. And people just say that and not necessarily have anything biblical to back it up. During the feast, you are literally in that time. What does an open heaven mean? It means that there is this time where it is a kairos moment. Two words for time in the Bible. One is chronos, chronological time. One, two, three. You got it. Five, four, three. Two, one. That's chronological time. Kairos time. Watch me. One, 100. It's a quality of time, which means there are certain things that get skipped. Oh, my God. There are certain steps that God says we're going to step over that. It's like you ever had quality time with somebody that you loved and cared about, and those few moments meant more than hours around somebody that 
You could have been around them for hours and hours and hours, but it didn't mean anything with those few moments. Pay attention. God says, this quality time we're about to spend during the fall feast, God says, I'm going to skip one, two, three, four, five. One, one hundred. Let me talk to YouTube because maybe they'll talk back. I'm, 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 it's going to be a Kairos moment where I'm literally going to set a meeting with you. You'll be in an open heaven where there is a portal of time where what I'm trying to get to you isn't blocked by anything or anyone. All right, y'all still with me? Now, now watch me. Leviticus 23, 22 and says, forgive uh, the feast of the Lord, rather. These are holy convocations or gatherings. These are times... You should gather. Don't miss church online or in person on Sunday. Don't miss it Wednesday. Don't miss it for the next, for the rest of September, the rest of October. Why? We're going to be in the fall feast. A holy convocation means gathering. It means gathering. It means gathering. Watch me. Because when God does it for one, he's about to do it for all. I need you to make sure you're in a row, you're in a section with people in the building online, but they're expecting God to do something for them. Come on. Just look at him and say, he's doing it for our whole row. Right. If they can't get excited about you, get up and go sit somewhere else. YouTube, say he's doing it for everybody on YouTube. Everybody on Facebook. Everybody on the app. Everybody on the podcast. Somebody say he's going to do it for all of us. Now, now, the first of these feasts is referred to as Rosh Hashanah. This is also known as the Feast of Trumpet. Trumpet. Uh, it's the Greek version of shofar. Okay, so Hebrew, Old Testament, Greek, Old Testament. Hebrew, Greek, Hebrew, Greek, Hebrew, New, say, Greek. I change it up on you, okay? Now, now, pay attention to this. This is when the year changes. Pay attention. On Sunday, the biblical year or the spiritual year is going to advance from 5782. This is going to be gone. And it's going to advance to 5783. Okay? Now, now following that are two other fall feasts. I'll teach you more about over the next few weeks. The second one is called Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement. The Day of Atonement is also known as the Day of Judgment. It is when God seals judgment for the next year for you, which means what happens over the next few weeks are the most important part of the new year. This is why I don't need you to be distracted. This is why for some of you, it's been a lot happening because God says, let's hurry up and get this done before. I don't even need you to be tripping. I need you to be like, go on, God, do what you got to do and do it quickly. Then there is something called the Feast of Tabernacles. Tabernacles, I'll teach you more about that. It meant temporary places. It literally, um, when the children of Israel came out of 430 years of bondage, they went in tabernacles or tents from place to place to place. I think it's so interesting even how God has us in this moment of transition. As God says, listen, I'll take my presence no matter where you at. Because wherever y'all are, I am. Whether you're on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Snapchat, Grapeseed, wherever you're at. God says, my presence is with you. What does tabernacles mean? What you're in is not permanent. Oh, my God. Come on, speak this over your life. Say, what I'm in right now is not permanent. For some of y'all, watch me. Don't get comfortable in that house. You're about to get a new one. For some of you, don't get comfortable with that car. You're about to get a new one. For some of you, don't get comfortable with those friends. God's about to upgrade you. For some of you, don't get comfortable in this space you've been in, that space that's been low. You're not staying in that space. Sometimes God's got to take you through a valley so he can give you some victory. Open your mouth, shop. This is not permanent. 
Let's go. So, so God told us that this year, this year, say this year, um, 2022, which is, corresponds with the biblical year, 5782 would be a what? A weird year. I taught you that. I told you the story. I was in Birmingham, Alabama. God did something totally weird. Um, October uh, 21 of 2021, I'm there. The entire fleet for this airline is shut down. They won't let planes take off. They'll let them land. And uh, I never experienced something like that. And I was supposed to come back to Denver that Thursday after preaching at Wednesday service. And um, God says, I'm going to talk to you about what's about to happen. He says, it's going to be a weird year. I said, God, you can't possibly expect me to get up and preach to people. Come on, touch your neighbors. It's about to be a weird year. I said, you cannot. I said, Lord, that sounds weird. Who's preaching weird year? You ready? Um, uh, and what's significant about that is for some of you, hear me, your only responsibility is to obey, not understand. See, some of y'all want to know too much, which is why you keep getting messed up in your head. See, some of you, you keep having these circuitous thoughts because you want to know the details. Some of that ain't none of your business. Every parent in here, you've had days in your life where you have told your kids, look, just do this. Well, I said so, and that's the extent of what we're discussing today. Well, why? I'm not telling you why because that's not what we're doing today. And for some of you all, you want God to give, but you will not even give your own kids. Pay attention. You want too many details. And if I give you details, you don't have to walk by faith because I told you what's going to happen. We walk by faith, not by details. I'm glad he didn't tell you how. He just told you I will. You ready? All right. So I obeyed not understanding um, what 5782 was. 5782 was the, is the seventh year in a Shemitah cycle. Let's see if you remember that word from Sunday. What's that word? Shemitah. You got it? Say it with me. Shemitah. Now, I got to say it that way because I don't need y'all butcheriness going into work talking about, yeah, it's a Shemitah season. And <laughs> that's not what I said. Come on. What is it? Shemitah. All right. It's the seventh year in a release cycle. What does all of that mean? It means that year, that seventh year, is going to be a weird year. Leviticus 25 says this is what's going to happen. In the seventh year, it will be a Sabbath of solemn rest for the land. Now, anytime in the Bible we see land, it means life for you and I. It's going to be a, look at me, a Sabbath solemn of rest for your life. What does this mean? He's going to pull you back. What does this mean? He's going to shut some things down. What does this mean? He's going to pull some things where you won't even have the energy for it. Y'all ain't going to talk to me. You ready? Then it's a Sabbath to the Lord. So, Bishop, what does all of that mean about this seventh year, this year we've been in? It will be good, but it'll seem as if some areas of your life aren't producing much. Is there anybody in this building online where you can tell the truth about your story? That if you're honest, while it's been great, there are some areas of your life you've been like, what is this? I'm, I'm the only one. Where y'all at? Online, wave at me, wave at me. You're like, I've done so amazing, but what is this? Why? Because God says, in the seventh year, I got to pull you back. In the seventh year, watch me, it'll seem like God is on a Sabbath. What's a Sabbath? arrest who in the last 12 months you've been like God 
Where you at? Where you at? And you cry and you pray, and he like, yeah, go to clean that up. You ain't going to do nothing, Lord? Mm-mm. Not today. And I'm so glad you didn't let that turn you away from him. But it made you draw nigh unto him. I'm so glad you didn't let that make you give up on God. Why? God says, I'm just going to rest for a little bit. It's going to seem like it's not working. It's going to seem like I'm not doing anything. But look at the third point. But I'm letting your harvest accumulate. And I'm allowing you to prepare. Now, I need, to make, I need you to get this. God says, it's going to seem like I'm on Sabbath. It's going to seem like I'm on rest. I'm going to let people do stuff. And I'm not going to do nothing. Yet. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. I, I, I'm going to let certain things, I'm going to let certain things happen that you just knew would never happen. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me Wednesday? I'm going to let certain things happen, and you're going to be like, there's no way. There is no way. And then you're looking at it like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I can't believe this happened. I'm going to let certain people you leaned on and depended on, I'm going to watch me. I'm going to pull them back, too. You ready? Because I'm letting, look at the last part, your harvest accumulate. In Leviticus, the scripture says there could be no harvesting done. You had to simply prepare. Here's your shout. Anything that has happened for you in the last 12 months was not your harvest. I, I'll shout myself. I'll shout, my, I'm going to come up here and shout myself. Which means what I've seen God do in the last 12 months, God says that was just you living off of what you prepared for. You ain't seen no harvest yet. Oh my God, lay your hands on yourself. Say, you ain't seen nothing yet. Then he allows you to prepare. Question, what, have, what, is, what has God had you preparing for? What does God have? No, no, no. Notice the question. Not what did he have you prepare for? What did he have you prepare for? So you're missing the inflection. The question isn't what were you? Okay, if I'm making some bread, I'm preparing to make a loaf of bread. That's not the question. The question is, why would he have you prepare unless there was a reason? And here's your trip. You don't know why. Here's your dilemma. You can't figure out why you've been doing certain things. You can't figure out why certain things happened in your life. Because God, God says, watch me. I'm preparing you, and, 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 and here it is, and I'm not going to tell you what I'm preparing you for yet. But you ready. But you ready. See, when you're getting prepared, Sometimes, you ever been getting ready and not looking like you were ready to go anywhere? Every woman in this building, every woman online, knows that. and some fellas too, because some of you fellas are worse than the ladies. You lit, your whole house just look just all, you got clothes strung out everywhere. And when somebody FaceTime you, what you doing, getting ready? 
And people look at you like, to go where? Because in the middle of preparation, it doesn't look like what it's about to be. See, some of you don't even know. God had to take you through a low place, watch me, so that you'd be anointed to dwell at a high place. It doesn't even look like what it's about to be. But I need you to make this declaration and say, but I'm ready. He's ready. Let's go. So where are we going? Where are we going? Because y'all shouted right there. Let's go. You got your keys ready to get in the car and burn gas. Not today. Where are we going? Here's where we're going. Look at the screen. Leviticus says this, verse 10. Consecrate the 50th year. So the Bible says count seven cycles of seven. So 5782, 2022 was the seventh year. It's the seventh of a cycle of seven, which means it's year 49. Y'all with me? This, I'm, keeping, I'm trying to make this as simple as I can. You ready? So look at verse 10. Consecrate. What does that mean? Set apart. Mark it. Because this ain't going to be like the previous one. Mark it. Somebody say mark it. Uh -uh. I know some of y'all, even as you're hearing this tonight, doubt is rising up in you. And the enemy's knocking at your ear like, yeah, but listen, and I want to say this as rude as I can say it. Oh, no, I want to be rude now. Don't you curse this with your mouth. Don't you curse this with your doubt or negativity. I need you to touch somebody next to you. Say, don't curse this. Consecrate this. Whoop. Say, don't curse this. Consecrate this. This will not be a repeat of what last year was. This is not that. Whoop. This is not that. Consecrate. Set apart. Don't curse it. Don't compare it. You ready? Don't cancel it. Don't curse it. Don't compare it. Don't cancel it. What did he say? Consecrate it. Mark it. Set this year, set this year aside. Yeah, this is like, you ever gone somewhere and, and um, you brought food back to your house? You got family, you got friends at your house? And you wanted them to know what's in this box. And so you, you grown, grown, write your name on boxes. Daddies, don't touch this. This is mama's cheesecake. Don't come in here. <laughs> These are my greens. Or you have a family meeting. All right, y'all stay out of here. This is mine. God says, do that with this year. Don't you let nobody, including yourself, curse this, cancel this, or compare this. Consecrate this. The 50th year and proclaim liberty. It shall be a jubilee for you. What's a jubilee year? Celebration. What does that mean? You're about to have some wins. Look at me. Originally, our September series, I pray about the series a whole year in advance. November of the previous year, I pray about the next year. I know exactly where I'm going for the duration of the year, series-wise. And so this series was originally supposed to be called something else. It was supposed to be called You Are Here. In other words, identifying where you're out to figure out where you want to go. That's where we were supposed to go. And the Lord spoke to me at the end of August and said, change it. I said, oh, my God, is it gone? Like, 
like, you know, you know, the kids, they, their lessons are based on my series and all of that. But they're going to have to change their lesson. And then these graphics and all that, they're going to have to change that. And, all, and then he showed me that thing with the chess pieces. And I was like, ooh, I like that. Those are like the real chess pieces. I didn't see at the top. Those are the real people. That's the king, the queen, the bishop, all that. So it's like, okay, that's cool. But like, God, we're going to shift the whole series? He said, yes. He says, I want to interrupt what I already told you. Uh-uh, you missed it. I want to interrupt what I already told you. I want see, watch me. I want to interrupt what I already told you. In other words, come here, Abraham. I told you to go sacrifice Isaac, but in the middle of me, of you obeying that, I'm gonna, I'm gonna change what I. Uh, see, this is why you can't miss church because you start missing instructions, and you're still trying to sacrifice Isaac. And God said, "No, I gave you a new instruction." Come on, y'all. And for some of you, you were like, I just can't wait for this year to be over. That's not where you're at. He's introducing a new instruction and interrupting what he already said. Open your mouth and say, it's my winning season. So, 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 so he says, this is what I want you to change it to. At the time, I hadn't paid attention to the fact that we'd be in the fall feast. At the time, I hadn't paid attention to where we would be. Pay attention. He says, celebration. This is what Jubilee means, wins. It says this whole next spiritual year is going to be your winning season. This is what he said. Don't you curse this. Don't you cancel this. I felt doubt in the room, and I'm, I, I, ooh, ooh. I felt doubt right there. I, I need you to say, this is my winning season. Period. Win after win. After win, after win, I can't lose, I don't lose, I won't lose. It's win or win for me, it's win or win for you. Number two, emancipation, say emancipation. Here's what that means, no restrictions. There's some contracts he's about to let you out of. There's some restrictions he's about to let you out of. I don't know who I just heard this for. There's a deal you did with your mortgage company he's about to let you out of. I don't know who that's for. Say no restrictions. Some of the restrictions are self-imposed restrictions. They're things you tell yourself you can't do. During a jubilee year, God says there are no restrictions. Okay, let me see if I can translate. That means you're going to have exactly what you need. That means you're going to have exactly the resources that you need. That means that you're going to have exactly the people that you need. There will be nothing that will restrict you. Matter of fact, I dare you to practice freedom. Watch me. Freedom says, listen, I know the normal says just sit in my seat, but because I got emancipation, I'm not restricted to stay in my seat. Matter of fact, I'll just get up and start taking a few steps over here, a few steps over there. Might bust a turn around one time. Why? I won't be restricted in these next 12 months. Get up, YouTube. Get up, Facebook. Get up in the building. Say no restrictions. No restrictions. And every generational curse is about to be broken. And every generational dysfunction is about to be demolished. Say no restrictions. No restrictions. Some of y'all pack your bags. You're about to move. No restrictions. No restrictions, 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 no. 
Number three. Number three. Number three, restoration. You can be seated. You can stand. You can do whatever. No restrictions. So for church, I need some of y'all, some of y'all, you're so used to the restriction of sitting in your seat. Some of y'all just need to just, listen, post up at the altar. Why? I got no restrictions. Y'all not hear what I'm saying. Some of y'all, I need you to break the normalcy of your life because there's no restrictions. I wish I had about five radical people that would say, I'm going to be one of them ones. Look, my post is at the altar. I want to be where the water is stirred. If, if, it, if, it, ain't, if it, ain't, it ain't you, that's fine. You stay right where you are. But I'm in a place called no restrictions. I'm living in a place called no restrictions. I'm living in a place called no restrictions. Those of you at this altar, let out a shout to let the enemy know no restrictions. Hey! At home, get up, walk towards the TV, walk towards your phone. No restrictions. No restrictions. Here's the third thing. Here's the third thing. Here's the third thing. Restoration. Say restoration. Restoration is not God making it the way it was. When God restores something, Wednesday, he makes it better than it was before. Which means your next will be better than your previous. You ready? This next worshiper that's about to come out of you is going to be better than the previous worshiper. They thought you were loud before. The next you is going to have a sound that pierces. They thought you were radical before. Baby, you ain't seen nothing yet. Say, I'll be better than before. 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 Point to somebody, you'll be better than before. Ready? And your money will be better than before. And your mental health, lift your hands. I curse every tormenting spirit that has been messing with your mind. I curse every tormenting spirit that has been playing in your head. Bishop, how do you know it's spiritual? Because even when you pray, it stays. Oh my God. I prayed that help would come. I prayed that help would come and you'd be in your right mind. I prayed that help would come and that you would have the mind of Christ. I prayed that help would come and that you will think the thoughts of God. I curse every negative thought. I curse every defeating thought. I curse every self-deprecating thought. I curse every suicidal thought. I curse every evil thought. I curse every demonic thought. What does it curse me? We empower it to fail. Lift your hands. Worship God for five seconds. Go. Come on, Wednesday. Come on, Wednesday. And the Bible says, the Bible says there was a man, they called him the Gadarene demoniac. He had a legion. And when he saw Jesus, it was torment. The Bible says that the man, at the end of the story, he was clothed in his right mind. Which means there's some mental stuff that's spiritual. Did you hear what I just said to you? There are some emotional things that are spiritual. 
And I tell you to come out of that low emotional place. For those of you at the altar, touch somebody's shoulder. Those of you in your seat, touch somebody's shoulder. Don't touch their head. Don't touch nothing else on them. Everybody get somebody's shoulder in the building and online. Because they need backup tonight. You need backup, you too. You need, somebody, somebody said, Bishop, there's nobody around me. Stretch your hands towards me. I got you. Say, in Jesus' name, I declare whatever mental or emotional issues, stress, pressure you've had lately that's been a spiritual issue. In the name of Jesus, I stand in faith that you'll be in your right mind, effective immediately. And you'll see what you said. And you'll see what you said. And you and you'll see what you said. 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 And you'll be better than before. Ready? His last part. Deuteronomy 15. Last part. Say Jubilee's coming. At the end of every seven years, you shall grant a release of debts. Look at me. This is more than just money. You know what some of y'all's debt is? Guilt. You owe $10 million in guilt. You're about to get some backup. Just get them on that shoulder. Just one more time. Just one more time. Say in Jesus' name. Jubilee's coming. Whatever debt you've had outside of money and including money, Jubilee is going to set that debt free. And you are a good enough father. And you are a good enough mother. And you are a good enough Christian. And I don't know who needs to hear what I'm saying tonight. I feel like fighting 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 tonight. Say all debts released. Verse 4. The Lord will greatly bless you in the land which the Lord your God is giving you. What does land mean for us? Life. God says, I'm about to give you a life that you've never had. Look, look, look online, tag somebody and say this in the building. Look at somebody and say, you're about to get your life. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. What you've been living was the rehearsal. What you've been living was practice. What you've been living was the pre- I went to see Woman King the other night, and I got there 15 minutes late because I knew they were still going to be in previews. And they were. They previewed every movie from now until 3044. <laughs> Coming 2094. I'm like, if y'all show me another preview. Look at me, look at me. God says, I'm about to give you a life you don't have yet. And some of you have been so frustrated because you're like, is this all my life will be? No. No. I'm about to give you a life that you don't have today because I've been preparing you. 
You've been jealous of other people saying, look at them enjoying their life. That was it for them. You were comparing they real to your practice. You were comparing their Super Bowl to your rehearsal, to your practice. Ready? Verse 5, only if you carefully obey what I command you today. Which means there's an instruction we got to follow. Verse 6, you shall lend, but you shall not borrow. You shall reign over, but they shall not reign over you. Say, I'll be the lender, not the borrower. Say, I'll be the landlord, not the lessor. Well, let's see, excuse me. You ready? Let's see. Now, let's fix that. Uh-uh, I'm going to get that right for the atmosphere. I'll be the landlord, not the lessee. And if you do choose to lease, that's going to be your choice because you're going to own the stuff you can lease out. You ready? This is what he said. This ain't me. This is what he said. Verse 10. This is, this is the commandment piece there. He says, you shall surely pour or give to him, and your heart should not be grieved. In Deuteronomy 15, he said, there was going to be somebody that you would find that was in lack. And poor doesn't just mean money. How many over the last 12 months, someone's been in your life that you've had to pour into? You've had to do something for. They were in lack. They were in need. They were in deficit. They required you. You praying for them, and you're like, God, I ain't even praying for me. I'm sitting up praying for you all the doggone time. Somebody, you helping get skills when you should have been building your business. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me tonight. He says, he said, he said, he said, listen. In this seventh year, I'm going to put someone that requires a poor around you. And the test will be, look at the next part of the verse. The test will be if your heart is grieved or not. Will you harden your heart and shut your hand? This is why some of you, you've had people do you dirty these last 12 months. Because what the enemy knew is that if this one thing, remember it says only if you do what I command you today. If this one thing isn't done, then jubilee doesn't come for you. He says if you harden your heart and you shut your hand, I'm so glad you didn't. Listen, Wednesday, I'm so glad you kept pouring. I'm so glad you kept being kind to people. Even though part of you wanted to just pop off. I'm so, oh my God. I'm so glad you kept shaloming people even when you wanted to say another S word. Can I get some honest people in this building and no lie? Look at the person next to you and say, I'm glad you didn't stop your poor. Uh oh, for those of you that serve, I'm glad you didn't stop your serve. Woo! But you kept pouring and you kept pouring. To every pastor watching me, I'm glad you didn't stop pouring, man of God. I'm glad you didn't stop pouring, man of God. Let me speak to myself. I'm glad I didn't stop pouring. Say, I didn't lose anything. I sold. Look at me. When you didn't clap back and part of you felt stupid, because you're like, I should have said something to her. Let me see it. Let me see it. God says, uh-uh. You sold. When you were encouraging other people and secretly you were discouraged. When you were building other people up and on the inside you felt like you were being torn down. Am I talking to anybody? 
while you sitting there encouraging other people and you giving them the business to only hang up the phone and feel totally depressed and discouraged yourself? Say, I didn't lose anything. I sold. Some of you had relationships end over the last 12 months. And part of you feels, what did I waste this time for? Is that what you did? Or did you sow? Bishop, I made them better for somebody else. Let me help you understand what that's called. Sowing. That shows a lot about you that you can make another better. Ooh, look at the person next to you and say, you know how to make people better. We got to go. He says, and your heart should not be grieved. Here's what we got to release Wednesday. Lift your hand. Grief is our response to loss. I need you to, oh, God. I need you to hear me clearly. You didn't lose anything these last 12 months. And I don't need you to look at anything that's happened in the last 12 months as loss. You didn't lose time, you didn't use money, you didn't lose energy, you didn't lose resources, you didn't waste it. You didn't waste it, you sold it. You didn't waste it, you sold it. God says you can't have grief. You can't have grief and jubilee. You can't have grief and jubilee. Tonight, I need you to take 10 seconds and release your grief. How do I do that, Bishop? Tell the Lord, say, I release my grief. I release my grief. I release my grief. You didn't lose it. You did not lose it. You did not lose those friends. You did not lose that building. You did not lose that house. You didn't lose that car. You didn't lose that business. You didn't lose those people. You didn't lose those family members. You didn't lose those friends. You cannot be in grief. Say, I am not in grief. You're a good person next to you. Check their face. Make sure they, make sure they for real with this. Because if you're in grief, you cannot go into Jubilee. This is what he said. If you're in grief, you cannot go into Jubilee. Let's look at the person next to you in the building at home, online, wherever you're at. Just look at whoever's there. If nobody's there, look at me. I'll see you in the spirit. Honey, just look at him and say, no grief. Say, whatever tears you're going to cry. Do it right now. No, I'm, so, I'm serious Wednesday. Because I'll do it when I get home. Obey my instructions, please. I'm trying to get you in the Jubilee. If you're going to be mad about it, you got 10, so, 10 more seconds to be mad. Matter of fact, there's something called shout therapy. Therapy means to heal. See, when a new year comes, your shout is like a shofar that calls things into order. We're about to get all our pain, our grief, all of that. You know what you're about to do? You're about to shout it out. The anger, the frustration, you're about to get that out of you. You ready, Wednesday? Listen, please, please do not play with this moment. Because he said, only if you obey. Go back to verse 5. Only if you obey what I command you today. So this is not just something to play with. He, look at, now let's go back to verse 10. He says, you should not be grieved. 
which means if grief is present when it's time to cross over, you don't go to Jubilee. And I don't know about you. I was going to say, to heck with that. I ain't been through what I've been through these last 12 months to get to the door of Jubilee and just look on the inside. Nah, baby, I'm about to walk up in the house. I'm about to eat the food. I'm... On three, let's use shout therapy. You're going to shout your grief out, shout your anger out, shout your frustration out. Shout your anger with your daddy, your mama, your cousin, your uncle, your brother, your sister. Shout whatever you need to get out. I need you to get it out because you're not taking it into the new spiritual year. On three, and we got to go. One, are you ready, Wednesday? Are you ready in the building and line? Two, are you ready? I need you to shout it out. One, two, three, go. Dry your tears. Dry your tears. If you let out tears, dry them right now. Dry them right now. Dry them right now. Fellas, this is all right. You ain't got to be hard. You don't have to be hard when you're with your God. Some of you never learned how to be vulnerable in front of a man, so when you get in front of God, you try to be hard. You ain't going to do that. You ready? Next part of the verse, and we out of here. Next part of the verse, and we out of here. You ready? Talk to me. You ready? You shall not be grieved. Say, I didn't lose anything. I was sowing something that I couldn't harvest yet. The seventh year is a Sabbath year, which means you cannot harvest anything. You, you missed it. You couldn't harvest anything. Yet. Which means every blessing you saw these last 12 wasn't a harvest. It was just fresh seed. I need you to look at somebody next to you and say, that was not a harvest. It was just fresh seed. Say, so you ready? There's a shift coming. For this thing, what you sowed, what you released, the Lord your God will bless you in all your works and all that you put your hand to. You're going to have the Midas touch. Whatever you touch, watch it work. Jubilee's coming. 
Jubilee's coming. Wednesday, I'm here to tell you, Jubilee's coming. Jubilee's coming. Whatever you put your hand on, watch it work. Whatever you put your hand on, watch it work. Ju Look at your hands. Look at your hands. Look at your hands. Say, these hands are being anointed tonight for winning season. Speak to your hands, please. Say, celebration, emancipation, restoration. Now, I'm not going to do this for, there for everybody, but I'm going to show you what I'm about to do. Tonight, tonight, I need you to anoint your hands. You're going to anoint your hands tonight. I'm good. This is good. They got this filled to the top. Y'all, this is a good deal. You ready? I need you to anoint your hands tonight. Why do I need you to anoint your hands? Because everything you touch in Jubilee... If you fill it out, they can't help but to say yes. If you walk in the house, they can't help but to say. Read your Bible, please. He says, for this reason, because you're not grieving, because you're not stuck, because you're not bitter, because you're not mad. For this reason, whatever you put your hand on, God says, I'm about to blow it up. Whoop. Look at me. We're done. It's your winning season. And God has given you a three-month head start. The world is going to be looking for December 31st. And you're going to start on September 25th. Your winning season. Touch my hand. Your winning season. Your winning season. Your winning season. Come on, say my winning season. Touch my hand. Your winning season is about to begin. And Jubilee is about to hit your life. Whatever you touch, whatever you buy, whatever you do, I heard the Lord saying he's about to anoint your serve at another level. Your winning season. Your winning season. Come touch my hand. Your winning season. I need, I need, I need, I need those of you standing up here, come circle around him. Those of you that are just right here, come circle around him. We about to put a hedge of fire around you. Those of you that are around them, I just want you to pray. And your prayer is that the Lord surround them with a hedge of fire, a hedge of protection, a hedge of fire, a hedge of fire, 
a hedge of protection. Come on, Wednesday, we're about to go. You know what? Sing it. Come on, Wizard. We're about to go, but this is for grace and favor. Come on, lift your hands and say it. To reap. Say it one more time. This is, this is. Come on, speak it over your life. This is to reap everything. Everybody sing. Everybody say everything. Together. In this building and online, in this building online, heads bowed, eyes closed. If you need to become a Christian for the first time or recommit yourself to the Lord or be sure. If you're like, Bishop, I'm not sure where things stand with God, but I want to be sure tonight. Wherever that is, whoever that is, in this building online, on the count of three, I want you to slip your hand up in the building online. Do the hand with the emoji. Say it's me. One, two. No guilt, no condemnation, no shame. Don't miss your moment. One, two, three. And that's you. Hands up in this building. If you become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord or be sure. Online, do the hand with the emoji. Say it's me. Everybody, pray this prayer. Say, Father, thank you for dying in my place. Thank you for your love for me. I confess with my mouth, I believe in my heart that you are my Lord and my Savior. Give me the grace to be a faithful Christian from this day forward. In Jesus' name, amen. If you just prayed that prayer for the first time or recommitted yourself to the Lord, take out your phone, scan that QR code on the screen, or text the word decision to 877-552-4746. Listen, say it's my winning season. I get a three-month head start. I need, everybody, I need everybody to do this tonight. I need you to get, if you don't already have some oil, you need to get some anointing oil. For those of you in this building, you can go back there to the store, you can get it. And those of you online, you need to scan and get it. Um, li listen to me, it's not about, I'm not trying to push no oil. What I'm trying to do is get you to follow instructions. You're going to anoint your hands. Give me that hand. Where's that hand? You're going to anoint your hand. Thank you. Because literally, <laughs> whatever you touch... Look at me. I just heard the Lord say, he let you make some other people better so you can see the power of your touch. Who is that for? 
You mad and God is like, if you made that one, you can make another one. If you made that one better, you can make another one. I ain't mad at nobody. I just found out I got the Midas touch. Whatever I touch, there's the goal. Listen, I love you Wednesday. I really, really do. Listen, if you came in late, you weren't able to sew, I want you to get that ready. You weren't able to give, I want you to get that ready. You want to sew the seal, I want you to get that ready. You got a head start. <laughs> Did y'all get some out of this word tonight? I promise you, I help myself. So if you didn't get nothing, I'm good. But I know you did. I know you did. I want us to sow into this word tonight. And I want us to sow in accordance um, from Deuteronomy 15 and right there, verse number 10. Whatever you sow, I want you to put a 10 in it. You do $50 and 10 cents, $100 and $10, $110, 10, whatever. Whatever you put in, I want you to put a 10 in it. And you're going to call this your head start, head start seed. Everybody sow. And whatever you sow, put a 10 in it. What you going to put in it? I never ask you to do what I don't do. I am our chief sower, our chief sowing officer. Amen. Hallelujah. I love you. Churches, I'm expecting on Sunday, it's, it's the end of 5782, the beginning of 5783. Say, Jubilee is coming. And here's how you know. Look at those three definitions, celebrations. Some of you have been sad. And the enemy's been attacking what's coming. Some of you have had stuff to happen to try to make you sad. I told somebody yesterday, I said, let's fight. In other words, look at the person next to you say, say, the attack was an answer. Look at the second definition, emancipation, no restrictions. Some of y'all have been feeling real restricted, real mad. I got a call today right before church from an organization, and I just, I was so angry. I said, look here, and I told him, I said, y'all are abhorrent. I said, you all are despicable. I started using big words. I said, you all are the absolute worst. That's what I said to him. And I meant every word I said. I said, I said, the way y'all are doing this, I said, but that's okay. I said, you don't know about me. I said, I win. What's the attack? It's your answer. And restoration, better than before. Some of you are asking yourself the question, is this as good as it's going to get for me? It's about to get better. Amen. Lift your giving to the Lord in the building and online. Say this with me. Say, I'm blessed to be a blessing. I'm a faithful giver. Therefore, I flourish. All things work together for my good. Favor finds me. Debts are canceled. Opportunity opens. In Jesus' name, I have a head start. Jubilee is coming. And I'm ready, ready. I'm ready, ready. All the ready people, can you release a ready? Shout on three. One, two, three. Hey. I'm ready. Did you make a decision to become a Christian for the first time or recommit your life to Jesus? We want to help you make Christianity a lifestyle and not just a hobby. So just text the word decision to 877-552-4746 and we'll send simple next steps so you know what to do next. We're praying for you and congratulations. Remember, your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Remember to love God, love people, and love life.
Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over limited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.